When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. The college football playoff is finally here on Saturday, and one coach may be coaching for his job. This is Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Of course, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up with your news from Barton Hahn Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888 888- Say ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. He is Peter Burns. I am Braden Gall. In for the guys. And Ryan Day. Oh, I thought you were uh, going to say Kirby Smart. I Ryan. thought you were going to say Kirby Smart on, on the hot seat. Can Kirby he not Smart? go back-to-back with Stetson Bennett? Come on. Can Kirby Smart win the big one, Peter? That's next. Tape at 10. Um, listen, Ryan Day, you are judged at Ohio State by your ju- the way you compete against Michigan and the way you compete for national championships. You can say that's not fair. That's fine. Those are the expectations at Ohio State, whether you think it's fair or not. So Ryan Day, two losses all time <laughs> in Big Ten play. He's lost two games yeah. in, in conference play in four seasons as the head coach. Why would that ever cause concern? For Ryan Day in his coaching future, because the losses have been to Alabama in the national championship game, not close. To Michigan, two years ago, in Ann Arbor, cost him a a shot at the championship, not a close game. And this year, at home, favored with a chance to go to the playoff in the Big Ten title, and you fail miserably, and you get beat, and it's not close. It may not be fair to Ryan Day, but this is how you are judged. And if they get blown out again against Georgia, the calls for his job, I don't think it's fair, but the calls for his job at Ohio State will be loud from the fans. Yeah, it's not fair, and, and, and they won't happen. But Because here's what, what goes down. Listen, there's not going to be no fault if you lose to Georgia, okay? Right? I mean, like a lot of teams have done it, especially over the last two years. He's got that team humming. I think their defense is uh, like sneakily almost as good as it was last year. You just don't have more as many kind of NFL draft picks. But what it does, it, it fully puts you on a hot seat. There's always a season before the season in which you get fired, right? Yep. There's always a season in which all of a sudden you're like, well, things are going well, and now I'm questioning my marriage, right? Now I'm kind of questioning, like, <laughs> what is this relationship like on whether or not he is a guy going forward? And I think those questions do become a little bit, or these murmurs do become a little bit louder, and all of a sudden you start having the kind of the mumblings, right? Think about this as well too post-pandemic po- boosters around college football programs have never been more important okay once the pandemic had hit there were a lot of athletic departments that were struggling for money guess what they were able to go to their boosters and say hey listen we need some money help us out here's what's going on continue to your donating that was great even more so in the name of name image and likeness now these boosters right now guess what they're putting a lot of money to these collectives. They're putting a lot of money into the fact of helping recruits go select a school. I know they're not supposed to, Braden, but let's be honest with you. Like That's what's probably happening a little bit, and there is some high school free agency that's happening in college hey, football. Doesn't, it doesn't bother me one bit. you know. <laughs> As a man that pays my mortgage talking about <laughs> co- collegiate athletics, I have no problem who gets paid and, and, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. I'd, I'd be an absolute hypocrite if I didn't say that. But 
the problem is, is all of a sudden you are going to have power brokers if this goes that way that starts wondering, is Ohio State the next Notre Dame? And here's the reason why I don't think they are, right? Notre Dame couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't win the big one. Every time that they were faced with a, with a, with a marquee game, whether it be regular season or a, a, a national championship or a playoff opportunity, they failed. They failed because they couldn't get the players there. Right, they and that's one of the reasons why Brian Kelly is coaching it in Baton Rouge right now is because he felt like there was almost like a governor switch of what he could do with his Hall of Fame coaching career. We already saw he took LSU to SEC championship in year one. I I, I back away from Ryan Day when I look at a recruiting day and a signing day that says, you know what, man, all of a sudden. These guys are flipping. There's a lot of guys that say I don't I, like the 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 pizzazz is off of Columbus. I don't see that happening with Ryan Day. I still no. think he's a good coach. But what I think though is that Ohio State punched enough people in the mouth over the last couple of years, especially Jim Harbaugh, where they like, oh, I thought we were really trying. No, they're really trying. Now now we need to level up, and I think Harbaugh has done that brilliantly, and I think that's why there is pressure on, on Ryan Day right now. Well, and say what you want about, about Urban Meyer, and we can say a lot. Uh, the way he elevated Ohio State recruiting and recruiting in general in the Big Ten when he took that job well, like all the gentlemen's agreements went out the door, night and day, it, and, and it became like the SEC in terms of recruiting. By the way, a reminder: you can listen to all the coverage of the college football playoff semifinals this Saturday, starting at three PM Eastern time, right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And I think, again, it's not. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think it's the. I think you you nailed it exactly right. It's the year before the year where he's on the hot seat if they get blown out by Georgia, which again, in and of itself, is not that big of a an indictment on him. I, I, the problem is, is I don't I can't point to a game in the last probably two years at least, if not three years, where Ryan Day felt like he was the difference. Like he was the reason Ohio State overcame mm-hmm. some semblance of adversity where they were competing against someone with equal talent. And that doesn't happen very often at Ohio State. Uh, Big Ten fans, you get very angry at the SEC, and I get it. You're fed up with the it just means more SEC thing. I get it. But you don't have an SEC problem in the Big Ten. You've got an Ohio State problem. Ohio State has dominated this league for literally 50 years. And until the, I, the players at Ohio State are just better than almost everybody else in that conference, and even, frankly, Michigan. Jim Harbaugh has figured out a way to close the gap. And I, say, only- I say skill position. I think skill position guys, Ohio State has. Okay. C.J. Stroud, better quarterback, right? Jackson Smith in Jigba when he was healthy. Marvin Harrison, hell, should have won the Bolitnikoff. Right? And I say that as an SEC fan, and Jalen Hyatt won it. I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. should have won the Bolitnikoff as the, as the best wide receiver. I think, but that's the difference, right? You go back and look at, even when in the college football playoffs, and you cover the SEC a lot, we say it's a line of scrimmage league, and hell, all football really true is, but when it comes down to it, it's really who wins the line of scrimmage. And I feel like in a weird way, while they've had the playmakers in Columbus that are going to go to the NFL, they have not had the interior linemen. They have not had the offensive and defensive line that I think that Harbaugh has built and and roughed up. And whose fault is that? And again, I'm not even saying, I'm not saying that Ryan Day should be on the hot seat this year, that he should lose his job if they lose to Georgia. I don't believe that. But the only thing, Jim Harbaugh has not changed Michigan. Everyone's like some giant, like where this is his moment, he's evolved. Like, no, he has been Jim Harbaugh since Stanford, since the San Francisco 49ers, every year at Michigan when he took the, over the job and he won 10 games in year number one. Jim Harbaugh is an excellent football coach, always has been. He has not had this massive evolution the way Nick Saban did with Lane Kiffin as his coordinator. 
But the only difference between Urban Meyer, Ohio State, versus Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, and Ryan Day is that Ryan Day's team along the line of scrimmage has come back to the pack, and Michigan has taken a step forward. And that's Ryan Day's job, is to is to make sure that they have better players at that position. And it, I don't know, again, show me the game where Ryan Day has been the difference maker for Ohio State in an equally matched situation, and the only one I can come up with is Clemson in the semifinal a couple years ago. And, and guess what? They said that a lot about Kirby Smart until he punched through, That's right? True. Kirby That's couldn't true. coach the big yep. game until exactly he ended up right. winning it. All of a sudden, I think it unlocked the next level. We'll see if that happens with Ryan Day. Throw, throw the analysis, throw, throw the media aspect out of this. You're not a Georgia fan, you're not an Ohio State, Michigan fan, or TCU fan. What do you want to see happen? Like, what, what, what is... What, what do you want yeah. to well, play oh, out? What storyline do you want to see play out? <laughs> Overtime in all three games, <laughs> number one. That's my first That'd be vote. great. We don't that's, very rarely see that in the semifinals. <laughs> that's we would my help our uh, 401k, too, as well yeah, as ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. What, my wife always asks, like, who are you rooting for in this one? And I'm like, Overtime. Like, that's it. O- Overtime is what I want to see. And to, to the point about Kirby Smart and Ryan Day, I, what's cool is that we get to see them, an offensive genius, and a, supposedly, and a defensive genius, although Georgia has like 11 defensive coordinators, they, they, they're going to go head-to-head here, and they have a month to prepare. So if Ryan Day comes out with some unique creative stuff, or Kirby Smart comes out with some unique creative stuff, we're going to see the best in America with the best players on the same level playing field going against each other, and we're going to learn about Ryan Day. And if you're asking me what I'm rooting for, I want to see overtime between Georgia and Ohio State. I want to see a great game. Personally, I want to see Michigan's best versus Georgia's best. Big Ten, SEC, classic uniforms, classic helmet matchup, classic game. I want to see those two together. But the rest and the rest of America, you're not going to admit this. The highest rated matchup would be Michigan and Ohio State. That is the biggest rivalry in the sport with the most people that care about it. And it would bring in all the casual fans. And don't lie to us and tell us you're not going to watch. You're going to watch if it's Ohio State-Michigan. I was going to say that would make me want to throw up in my mouth, but then I also realize <laughs> how the rest of the country felt when they've watched Georgia and Alabama do it a yeah. couple of years, and they're like, "What do you? how do you think that Turn we feel? Turnabout's fair play, right. Turnabout's how do you play. think that we feel? By the way, has any team in the college football playoff gotten less credit than maybe Sonny Dykes in TCU? I mean, again, we've talked. I feel like the 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 narrative has been more about Caleb Williams and the job that he did, and then Lincoln Riley. When we go back and look, and like right. this TCU squad was not great. Sonny Dykes went across the street and says, "I can win in the Big 12. And as much as we talk about Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to be leaving the Big Twelve hopefully in twenty twenty four, and they join the SEC. Why don't we look at the Big Twelve in a, in a way of going? Wait a minute, like yeah. you know, is is this a run that TCU can go on for a long time? Because you're going to have two of the quote unquote brands of college football leave. The Big Twelve is a very intriguing conference coming up next year. Oh, I think there's a reason for TCU fans to be very excited. Not necessarily the game against Michigan, but to be very excited moving forward. Of course, Peter Burns, Braden Gall here in for the guys. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. It's easy to bundle your home and car insurance at Progressive.com. And I think Stetson Bennett it also falls into this category for some strange reason. The guy who's wearing the national championship ring just doesn't get any respect. Sometimes not even from his own fan base at Georgia. The Rodney think- Dangerfield of, <laughs> of college football, right? <laughs> That's going to date somebody because there's going to be somebody, <laughs> a young listener on ESPN radio going, I have no idea who Rodney Dangerfield is. What's with the camera, Wang? It's a parking lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you know, you know. That's all That's all I got to say. Uh, I think TCU, first of all, when Oklahoma and Texas leave, if you look, part of the reason TCU's here, Peter, is that if you look at the average recruiting rankings over the last five or six years in the Big 12, 
Texas and Oklahoma win, right? They win. They get the most players from everybody in, in recruiting in the Big 12. Who's been number three pretty consistently under previous head coach Gary Patterson? TCU. TCU was, was – you could argue TCU could be the number one recruiting program in the Big 12 moving forward. So can Sonny Dykes take this playoff appearance and catapult himself into a league – that could be extremely balanced and interesting year in and year out. I, I think when you talk big picture about if you're just, let's say you're an NFL fan, right? You're all in on, on everything that's going on. And you're trying to find, all right, why, why, what am I looking for as far as a big storyline going forward? I do think it's TCU versus Michigan. I find that to be almost more intriguing in some ways than Ohio State and Georgia. If for no other reason, we've looked at all of the Power Fives and we quote-unquote think the Power Fives are all created equal, right? That, that hey, listen, if there's a Power Five and Group of Five, there's, you're one of the other, Okay. When, and you could argue the, the Pac-12 hasn't been performing like a Power yeah. 5 for a long time. So I mean, the really ACC this year would be... Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the ACC American Conference almost was a better conference right. in, in football right. than, than Pac-12. Now, I think that changes next year. But I'm really intrigued to see, is this going to be another situation where Michigan goes out there and manhandles? We saw Alabama manhandle Cincinnati. Like, if from the time that they got off the bus, it looked like yeah. the, these two things are not the same. And that's what Alabama did to it. If Michigan does this to TCU, okay, do we handle it the same way? And do we start reevaluating going, all right, yeah, I know that you won the Big 12. Yeah, I know you won Clemson, you won the ACC. But are you truly going to be that big of a contender? Like, are you really, are you a national championship team? Or are you the best of this lower division or lower conference of college football? And I think that's a discussion that could be had. Part of the beauty of college football is like you carry all the history of all the narratives with you when you enter these big games, right? Like Michigan is carrying the Big Ten banner, the Michigan banner, the Northern banner, like all these things that cut the Harbaugh banner, all these narratives. It's like a Game of Thrones right now. Yeah, like, it's very yeah. much. It's very much. It very much is. I mean, the money's pretty big and <laughs> the stakes are very high. Um, and the Big Twelve has been in these games year in and year out and failed where along the line of scrimmage. The yep. Big 12 has not since like Gerald McCoy and like Sam Bradford and Oklahoma in like 08 when they went up against Florida and actually held their own in that game. It, 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 no Big 12 team has been capable along the line of scrimmage. And so TCU comes into this game against a team that loves to play along the line of scrimmage in Michigan. And, and they bring all that baggage with them, right? Like all the narratives that you and I like to talk about and that media like to talk about. It's, oh, the Big 12 can't play defense on the defensive line. That's the thing that we say. And so all that comes with TCU. Now, the Horn Frogs have played with their food a lot this year. <laughs> they, they, they've, right. they've, they've not exactly been a dominant force. I think they were down at at least seven of their games it, this year at some point. So my question to you is with TCU and Michigan is which side of the psychological coin do you like better? Which is on, for TCU, no pressure. You can play loose. You can play fast. You're the underdog. You can, you've, you've sort of been in this situation all year where no one gives you respect. and all. That's, that's the psychology of TCU. I, the Michigan psychology is we know how to handle the 30-day layoff because we've done it before. We know how to handle media day because we've done it before. We have unfinished business. This is a business trip for Michigan. 
it's one thousand percent Michigan, and and, and, I, I and, think so too. and what it does is it stems back from last year. The way that they just got absolutely whooped, thinking yep. that hey, listen, hey, yep. we got by Ohio State. Our time is now, and then they showed up and they got punked. You go back and look at what George Pickens was doing to some Michigan Wolverine players in that game, and it was just like men amongst boys. And so for me, I look at that and go, all right, you're you're kind of are we who we are? Like who 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 yeah. are we really? Moment. Yeah was there in Columbus. You learned about yourself, especially in that second half. And now you are on this revenge tip. Like you are the, all right, bet, let's go. Like that's what you want. And again, I, I mean, you, you are going to walk off the bus and that offensive line is going to look different than, than their defensive line, right? Yeah. They're, they're, no, their playmakers are going to look different. And I don't think that it's this moment of, all right, we're not ready for it. And I, I'm a firm believer of – and. It, of you have to have that experience. Like for instance, I don't know if Georgia wins a national championship last year if they don't get punched in the throat by Alabama in the SEC championship game. I'm oh, look, a, I'm, at, look at Clemson against Alabama. Like you right. have to lose that game to learn how to win it, right? And 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 I'm the same way with Michigan. Is even though that they made yep. big time changes in the way how how tough and how beefy their interior line is and how much they wanted to run the ball and bully people. They thought they had made big changes, but it wasn't until Georgia stole their lunch money last year that they realized going, we got to take it even one step further. We're going to start running these nine and seven drills, which is nine offensive players versus seven defensive players and learn not only how to run the ball, but also stop the run. And to me, you got to go back and look at last year. But the one thing I am fascinated about, what happens if Michigan does do this? What happens if Michigan does go out, they beat TCU, which could happen. They're a favorite. They beat presumably Georgia, but maybe Ohio State again, especially if it's Ohio State. Think about that. Oh, yeah. That if Harbaugh goes out and wins a national championship and he beats Ohio State, what else is there to accomplish on the collegiate level? Fans would lose their minds because what they'd, else? Be so, they'd be so happy with the national championship again if Michigan wins the title. First outright national champion from the Big Ten not named Ohio State since the 60s. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about here. TCU is an unprecedented story all his own. The other thing with Jim Harbaugh is he switched quarterbacks. The, no. he, this is like lost in the shuffle. The guy took him to the playoffs last year, Cade McNamara. He got benched for a new guy as part of this evolution that you're talking about. We've got to be better. Had, Dab- gotta- had Dabo Sweeney done that with DJ Uwongalale and went with Cade Klubnik, we'd probably Maybe. see the Clemson Tigers yeah. sitting in the college so, football playoff and not the Buckeyes. So they learned, I think TCU is a great story. They will be loose. They'll they'll be confident. No expectations. They can play that way, and I think that's that's fair. But I think they come into it eyes pretty wide open. I think Michigan comes into it all business, motivated, unfinished business. All the cliches you want to, but the experience of losing that game last year taught them they needed to take it to the next level. And if JJ McCarthy, the quarterback switch by Harbaugh, like that's kind of to a Jalen Hurts ish, right? Right. But just doing it at the beginning of the season. It's a pretty bold move, and if it works for Michigan, here's the here's the hot take. Because I don't know if Harbaugh wants to go win a Super Bowl or not. I, I, that that's a crazy. Just imagine Michigan Twitter if they win a national title and then a week later he leaves. Like that would be Michigan Twitter. They'd still would be ex- okay with it. Would They'd explode. still be okay with it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like why are you leaving now, dude? I think I I, I <laughs> Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. If th- I think they can play Georgia extremely well in a championship game, and I don't think the odds makers are going to say that, I think it, I think Georgia would be like an eight nine point favorite. My question to you is: Am I crazy for thinking that Michigan will actually play very well in a championship game against Georgia? 
No, I don't. I mean, I think it's a Spider-Man meme of them, of them like pointing at each other, right? They're built almost identical. Whereas Ohio State has a little bit more playmakers, but I think they're softer in the interior. Michigan is basically the same version yep. as they were last year, just a little bit tougher. Georgia's the same version as they were last year, a little bit more experience from Stetson Bennett. But then again, they've lost some of that talent. So I think it's yep. extremely yep. equal. I'll go one step further right now. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you beat Ohio State in a national championship game. There is no doubt in my mind you become an NFL coach. You will have beaten Ohio State three straight times, twice in a regular season, once in the playoff. You've won a national title. What in the world else would there be to gain in Ann Arbor? You go out there and you figure out whatever the best college or the best NFL job is, and you take it immediately. Yeah, I think I, I think it's you make a great point. I think it all depends on what makes Jim Harbaugh tick at the end of the night when he lays his head down. Does he I don't think he knows, the- honestly. <laughs> you might be right. It's so funny. Like I literally teach, have taught my two daughters when I say, "Who's got it better than us?" And they're like, "Nobody, Dad." Like they, like you can you can use a lot of Jim Harbaugh in, in the parenting world. There, um, just don't climb in trees to get your kicker. That's that that's a, a day gone by for Jim Harbaugh. I I don't know. I think you can call your own shot if you win the national title. You can live in you you become the most famous you know coach in history of the sport I, at that program I, there's a lot of reasons to stay if you're Jim Harbaugh as well I, I think there's so many storylines for this of course coming up on Saturday for both of these games TCU is unprecedented as a story nobody's con from you know preseason number 50 to the playoff Michigan would be again as I said first undisputed Big Ten champion not named Ohio State and little old Stetson years. Bennett who has and little like, old Stetson been kicked Bennett. off Right. <laughs> Who's been kicked off the team basically twice for just being like, you're not good enough. You're going to have to go play some uh, Juco or like Division three school. And oh, by the way, they tried to replace him last year with Caleb Williams. They couldn't do it. He wins the national championship. They tried to replace him with CJ Stroud. They couldn't do it. CJ Stroud ended up going to Ohio State. Like at some point, Stetson's like going to be the greatest ESPN 30 for 30 uh, of guys of, <laughs> of actually be. wanting back-to-back national titles. First of all, and I'm sure you spoke to him at SEC Media Days as well as I did, and like this is a confident young dude. Like he is, it borders on arrogance when you're around him because I think he plays the entire his entire life has had a chip on his shoulder. Like he just he it's very like Jalen Hurts and kind of Joe Burrow esh in the fact yes, of like yeah, very Joe it, this should I be offended? Is this guy coming across cocky or confident? And when you dude, can't tell, that's a great line to walk, dude. The he came into this season with a ring on his finger holding a grudge against the like the the questions that were being asked of him at SEC Media Days. Like he was mm. offended and 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 what was good about him is that he was willing to joke about it, right? But you could tell it was upsetting him. Like you could tell he was like why am I still answering these questions? I just won the ring. I threw I went on 275-yard drives against Alabama in the fourth quarter, dog. Like what do you I just what went else on do you good want morning to do? America off <laughs> off of like Perry Van Winkle or whatever it is. Rip Van Winkle. Like Pappy. Pappy, I could do anything. Pappy. More like Pappy. Whatever it is. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, the other thing is last on this on these college football championship games, these playoff games, Styles will make fights. If it's a high-scoring game, I think Ohio State can keep it close with Georgia. If it's a high-scoring game, TCU can keep it close with Michigan. If it turns into trench warfare, that's where Georgia and Michigan have significant advantages. So, going to be great games over the weekend on Saturday, New Year's Eve. So, make sure you check that out. Of course, coverage right here on ESPN Radio. Peter Burns, Braden Gall, of course, going to play a game when we, we're coming up here. Choose your own adventure with a free agent head coach in the NFL. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bart and Han. Time for some choose-your-own-adventure NFL head coaching style here on Bart and Han <laughs> ESPN Radio, ESPN app. His name is Peter Burns. My name is Braden Gall. Of course, ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And I, you've been wanting to talk about this for like six hours now, Peter. You, you want to choose your own adventure with Sean Payton, of course, who is the free agent commodity amongst all head coaching candidates. We've got the Carolina job already open. The Indianapolis Colts job is open. The Denver Broncos yeah. job is open. There's a handful of other jobs that could come open in theory. We can talk about a variety of these in hypothetical situations, right, with the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. I would put the, would put the Washington Commanders in this conversation as well. I, I think there's a how about lot the, of... How about the New Orleans Saints? They have a coach, but we don't know how long they'll have a coach. <laughs> could, could he go back to the Saints and re, re, reunite with Tom Brady? Or, or, or for first be actually uh, their first appearance together? Yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, Tom Brady, a huge part of this potentially as well. So the question becomes, because... If you're a new guy and you're trying to get your first head coaching job, you don't have leverage. You're going to take one of the 32 jobs that's offered to you because the 32 jobs are very rare, very high-value positions. If you're Sean Payton, you have all the leverage. You can take your time and yep. decide on what you like. So the question is, if you're Sean Payton, and again, let's, 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 let's broaden out the options here in the NFL. We know there's guys that are employed currently. Let's just say hypothetically a bunch of these jobs were available and, and, and part of the conversation. Where do you want to go? But more importantly, what are you valuing and evaluating when you make that decision as Sean Payton? All right, so it's only proper that we bring this up, brought to you by Home Depot with everything you need, projects smarter, faster, and easier. Welcome to today's Home Depot, how doers get more done, because we are building this, right? We're constructing what Sean Payton should want. It's a natural tie-in. So with that being said, I need you to help me on this Choose Your Own Adventure. How do how do I put it in order if I'm Sean Payton? The Choose Your Own Adventure is, is QB1, the most important part of my decision is front office control. The most important part of my decision is what division I'm going to play in part of my division or draft capital. 
Like mm-hmm. that that to me is the first decision you make on the choose your own adventure book. Like whenever you're trying to face off or you're gonna go like end up in a cave with a bear or something like that. Like before you have to make these decisions to get to that point. So is that the Sean Payton has that list, right? <laughs> that, yeah, I mean you, That's you the Cowboys. Got, Jerry Jones is the bear. That's the, the ending cave, right? as long as Jerry Jones is the as the owner of the Cowboys, that's how that one ends, right? I would add I would add one to your list. So we've got quarterback situation, front office meddling slash relationship. You've got Correct. What division? Path to a championship would be which division you're in. Draft capital, I would add salary cap to that and current current roster as well. Like, if you've got a really good, talented, young defensive core, does that add to your decision? So, I, I, I think those are all right now major decisions for Sean Payton. I think the one, the most important thing, especially with Sean Payton, because he knows the amount of success that you can have with a great quarterback versus not so great quarterback situation. We saw how that played out in New Orleans at the end, going with Taysom Hill and it's just not working and, and it was just a mess, ends up not being uh, coaching any longer. I think QB, who's your QB one? And to me, if you got the, the best two QB one situations right now are two teams in which already have head coaches, right? The Chargers making their run with Justin Herbert, and of yep. course, what's going on with McCarthy over in Dallas and Dak Prescott. That would be the one two punch of say, hey, listen, what position don't I have to worry about? A guy that I know the future on, the guy that I'm, I'm, I've got for a couple more years underneath my belt? If it's quarterback position, you're in a waiting game if you're Sean Payton. Right, you're in a waiting game because you got to figure out if one of the Chargers or the Cowboys flame out, you get that opportunity. Where, where's Where's Russell Wilson? I mean, this is a Hall of Fame Super Bowl champion. Is Denver not part of that conversation? <sighs> I mean, I'm with you on the pause here. <laughs> I think I'm it has with, to be, be. I think it has to be a part of it. I mean, again, because you know he he was on another show a while back, and he had, he had even kind of brought up a a game plan on how to fix, fix Russell Wilson. You know, he had given it some thought, and he goes, what I do is I go into film, and I go look at every single 30-yard play of success. What did you do? Give me a reel of that, and then I'm going to go work yeah. with an offensive coordinator and say, we need to do this. Now, it's not like earth-shattering ideas, right? But right. he had given at least some thought of how to create Russell Wilson. I, I, the issue that I have lays into what my path is in a division, because one of the reasons why I don't think I would like the Denver Broncos job is a fact of, A, I don't know how fractured the locker room is if they can rally around Russell Wilson. I don't know how much Russell Wilson is willing to change. You astutely brought up, hey, the more powerful and and more guys that had success, the more money they get, the less likely they are to change their ways, right? They're not going to all of a sudden find this, you know, know, the the saving grace to them. (laughs) And as long as the Chiefs are there, I mean, you're going to be playing in a tough division. I don't know how much that enters the mindset of a head coach. I mean, like, uh, yeah, these are these are ultra competitive guys. Like, they don't. I don't. I don't personally think they look at like path and challenges, especially in the NFL where it's all basically kind of even. I mean, mm-hmm. all divisions are largely the same. Yes, I know the South. Both Souths this year are down, but I think these guys are ultra competitive. And I don't know if that factors in. I think your relationship with your owner, your relationship with your GM, I think the depth on defense for a guy like Sean Payton who runs the offense. I The other thing about the quarterback angle is how much does he love the prospects coming into the draft the next two years? Houston Texans are going to have the number one draft pick. Do right, you say, like, listen, I, I think Bryce Young or I think C.J. Right. Stroud or one of these guys is the guy that I want to tie my future to and we have a, a, a bunch of cap space? I mean, in a weird way, the, you know, what's funny, the Chicago Bears – 
if uh, if they if if they were looking in a different direction, that would have been a no brainer because I think the NFC North is up for grabs and they have something like a hundred million dollars of cap space yep. and they've already yep. got a quarterback that I think is is a future in Justin Fields. It's just a matter of what can you build around him. Uh, there's a there's a lot of moving parts, and I think even like the Washington Commanders, I really love their young defensive core, some of their offensive skill players. I don't know about the ownership situation that could be solved soon, but if you have a choice and and you could pick your own quarterback, does Sean Payton value that more, or does he want the guy like Herbert, like Russell Wilson, like Dak Prescott, who's already established? And maybe there's some other issues there, right? Jerry Jones is over your shoulder, or Los Angeles doesn't love football as much as Dallas does, or, or whatever. It's what does he value? So I want to know from all of you, of course, here on Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio, Peter Burns, Braden Gall, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What, where would you go if you're Sean Payton, and what do you value? We've also got some fantasy football bets coming up as well, right here on ESPN Radio. Bart and Hahn. You are Sean Payton. Where would you want to go, coach? Your calls. Within reason, you knuckleheads. Peter Ohio Burns. State after they fire Ryan Day after he gets blown the out. The Buffalo Ringo. Bills. I want to coach for the Kansas City. Within reason, you knuckleheads. 888-SAY-ESPN. Peter Burns, Braden Gall in for the guys. Uh, again, I think the two arguments here are quarterback, win now, stable situation, Chargers and Cowboys, or assets, cap space, draft capital, mm. Ability to have control. Maybe the Houston Texans, for example, in that conversation. Richie in Maryland, first up here on ESPN Radio. Richie, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I was thinking, what about Carolina? One, he knows the division. Two, top ten picks, you know. And he could draft his own QB that he goes molding to someone who wants, you know. That's That's an interesting angle there, Richie. Appreciate your call. Yeah, there's nothing, and listen, I live here in Charlotte, there's nothing that excites me about the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, right? I mean, like, from the get-go, there's just nothing of it. Like, the stadium itself, I mean, especially if you're, if you are Sean Payton, the Superdome is one of the few places in the NFL that have a absolute true home field advantage, right? There is no doubt about that. You've seen it rocking the Superdome, going yep. crazy. Kansas City's one of those places. I mean, we you, you go on Denver, I think, is one of those places that has it. Kansas uh, City, Green good. Bay. Green yep. Bay, to a certain extent. You don't get that right now at the Carolina Panthers. It's like you go to church, you grab some Bojangles, and you're like, oh, let's just go watch what kind of uh, football they're playing over there at, at, I, at the stadium, right? I like, don't I don't, there's some nothing vinegar, that vinegar-based barbecue is pretty good, you know? Yeah, yeah there, there's just not <laughs> enough pizzazz to me. And yeah. to think about it going, all right, this roster is good enough, or there's enough draft picks. And even David Tepper, the, the, the new owner of it, Kind of an interesting cat too. Like he is, you know, he's he's not made a lot of uh, friends here in the Carolinas in the way that he's handled some of his practice places. Yeah. And he's he's a billionaire that doesn't like to be told what to do. I don't think that'd be the case. It's it's almost like Carolina is like on the bottom of almost each of these categories. Like quarterback, yeah. Draft there's, not, capital, there's not one that they, right puts right. him at the top of the list. Right. Peter Burns, Braden Gall here, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit progressivecommercial.com. Jay and New York. Jay, welcome to ESPN Radio. Hey, fellas. How are you? Um, what up, Jay? I like Arizona, man. Hey, man, I like Arizona. You got your quarterback. You got a top five receiver there. I kind of feel that they underperform because they need a head coach. Um, the other teams on in the conference, they're going to be looking for quarterbacks. You could come into a, cable, a, a stable situation. I'd call J.J. and tell him, hey, J.J. Watt, come on back, man. Give me a year or two. I might be able to get you that ring. 
But I like Arizona. I think it's stable. I don't know much about their draft capital. But I do know, you know, their glaring issue at offense is running back, and you could probably get that late in the draft. Yeah. I think Arizona, good weather. You know, I'm sure that'll play a part. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I think Arizona will be a good fit for him. I, if I was Sean, I would, I'd consider it if it were open. You know, a lot of it depends. That's a great call, Jay, because Arizona, I think, eventually could be open fairly soon. They've got a lot of cap space. The question is, just like Russell, with Russell Wilson, how much do you believe in your offense – being married to Kyler Murray because you—that's the guy. It has like to you, be if Kyler Murray is your quarterback, right? right? I mean, it, it has to be. I feel like there's too much of a novelty with Kyler Murray and and not enough. All right, I think I can do this with a bunch of different looks. And I think that you go back and look at Sean Payton, the novelty that was Taysom Hill. Obviously, much different players. Kyler is much more of a traditional quarterback, although he does have a lot of wiggle. And what Kyler is going to be like coming off of the injury? You assume going to be a hundred percent. Right, but you never truly yeah. know, and especially how you know his elusiveness is such a mo- monster part of the game and how you game plan it. They do have the fourth pick of the draft. I just don't think that he would trust Kyler Kyler Murray as the guy that I would go out. out. And again, it's, Cliff's still there. There are questions around all these established quarterbacks, other than really Justin Herbert. Like Justin Herbert and that team is ready to compete. Now they don't have a lot of cap space. Kyler Murray, there's questions. Russell Wilson, there are some questions about building the locker room with Dak Prescott in Dallas. I think they're the most win-now-ready franchise that we've talked about. But again, you've got to work for Jerry Jones. Not everybody necessarily wants to do but that. But he has been. like He's seen it before. Right? That's true. Like he, That's it's, true. It's, it's, it's on his resume, right? So he understands what he's getting into. The question is, is Jerry going to just overshadow that? I don't know. I, I think you know Indianapolis is a really good franchise to work for. Good division. I, I don't think they've got enough stuff that you want. They don't have the quarterback. They don't have the draft capital. Vegas has a lot of weapons. We'll get to some of the quarterback issues there. There could be some some stuff lingering with the Raiders. Uh, Denver, we know we talked about. Russell. Here's one we haven't talked about. What about Tampa Bay post Tom Brady? Mm. Like Bruce Arians leaves. You know that was that that team has taken a step back without Bruce Arians. Yeah, I mean, I, I would if if I'm going to look at a team, I, I almost look more of the Houston Texans. If you're talking about a team that that is yeah. not up, you know, in a good spot right now, the Texans no state income tax. You would have the number one pick of the draft. You get the Browns pick that's probably going to come in at, a, mm-hmm. at number ten. You're going to have a lot of uh, and, and your first year is kind of okay. It's the first year. Make up the or the roster what you want of it. They've got some cap space. Houston Texans wouldn't be the worst place to, to land either. No, just down the road from New Orleans, right? You just commute from the Garden District. Go out there and get uh, for, Bryce Young's overall number one pick. <laughs> I, listen, I can't believe you just said that because I completely agree. Bryce Young is the man. He is the guy in this class. Peter Burns, Braden Gall here on ESPN Radio. I, I love, I love, I like Will Will Levis. I like Anthony Richardson. I like C.J. Stroud. I will take Bryce Young, number one overall, if I'm the Houston Texans. That's just what I would do, but I'm just a guy on ESPN Radio. Uh, do you want your team to tank? We'll discuss next. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.